With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. Well, if you get there. An unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Uh, today's a perfect day to have Mark Dominic on. He'll join us in 25, hour, 25 after. Former general manager of the Tempe Buccaneers, and he famously had Raheem Mostert as his coach. Back then, he was the youngest coach in the NFL. Uh, so we'll ask him about Raheem getting the Atlanta Falcons job. Um, and what he expects from Raheem Mostert kind of round two. Raheem, did I say Mostert? I'm sorry. Raheem Mostert, of course, plays for the Dolphins. Raheem Morris is the former coach. Uh, defense coordinator, of course, uh, this year with the uh, L.A. Rams, but uh, he's been around the league, and he was the head, former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Raheem Morris, that, that's, that's my bad. I butchered that one to start. Um, championship weekend is here, and this one's kind of cool, and then... Kind of hard because, you know, we don't actually get to see these teams play for, you know, another what, 48 hours or so. 48 hours. So, you know, college basketball takes the forefront. NBA tonight. We're getting closer towards All-Star Game. People freaking out about Anthony Edwards and Jalen Brunson not being starters. That's because fan boat put them there. If you didn't know fans were idiots, you haven't looked at the All-Star Game in the past. I don't know why people are getting their panties in a bunch about it. Things that I just don't care about. You heard Dan Beyer mention Novak Djokovic uh, was upset today at the Australian Open. And that's a place that he's dominated when he's played. So could it be a sign of Djokovic and his reign as the greatest of all time and now the leader of all these majors? At, at some point, Father Time will catch up to him, will not? Um, and then, of course, we have all of the NFL coaching talk, including we'll get to this upcoming that Bill Belichick may, when the music stops playing, not have a chair at the coaching table. Does that matter to him? Does it matter to him? Uh, but let's start with this weekend. Look, I've said this before, and I'll say it next week as well, that as much as I would like it to be about how somebody played, it's generally not. You know, what we look back on is who won and who lost. That's really all that matters. 
And whoever wins goes to the Super Bowl, and that puts you on a higher plane. Whoever loses, well, we've seen lots of teams lose in championship games, and it not really affect anyone's legacy. But these are really kind of legacy-affecting games. The, the Niners, for example, you know, they were here last year, granted, on the road against a really talented Philadelphia Eagles team, but didn't have any quarterback uh, of note that was healthy enough to help them win the game. Now they have both their quarterbacks. The question is, will they have Debo Samuel? But for Brock Purdy, this would be a game, despite the fact it's not played against, you know, one of the super elite teams in the NFL. Like the, the, the Let's not confuse the fact that Detroit has an elite offensive line and they've had a resurgence with the fact that they're like some elite defensive group top in, top in the league. They're not. They're good. Really good team. Finds a way to win. Has value. But let's also like not go crazy about it. But all that matters is can Brock Purdy get his team to a Super Bowl? For Jared Goff, it would be the ultimate FU to everybody, including the Rams, who... You know, didn't think he was good enough to get back and win a Super Bowl. And by the way, they like let's whatever happens with Jared Goff, even if they win a Super Bowl with the Detroit Lions. Remember, Matt Stafford won one as well. And I think most people would conclude Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff, whether or not they have the same success. But still, a huge feather in the cap of Jared Goff if they can win this game. And then you have the AFC. You know, what would it do to the legacy of, of Lamar Jackson? Change everything completely. And for Pat Mahomes, it would make him kind of synonymous with winning. Because would be his fourth Super Bowl in only his sixth year as a starter. So if you were to ask me who has the most to gain, it's Lamar Jackson. It's not really close. Goff has a lot to gain because he's been there before, would be there again. Purdy would give him kind of like immediate uh, resonance and credibility atop the league. You know, and then if you really kind of want to get down to it, it it would still help Mahomes. Like, would he would he climb to another level? Probably not. Probably not. But it would be hard to not view him on the Brady plane if he gets to his fourth Super Bowl in six years. But Lamar, been a league MVP, will be the league MVP this year, playing at home, and the only thing lacking has been playoff success. And again, regardless regardless of whether or not he throws for 300 yards or he looks like, you know, Johnny Unitas back there picking apart a defense with his arm. It doesn't actually matter. Lamar pushed for the change in their offense. They got Odell Beckham Jr. You you got Mark Andrews back fully healthy um, or healthy enough. If he wins this game, now all of a sudden, uh, you know, the only thing left is to win a Super Bowl. And as had been pointed out previously, there have been other quarterbacks that haven't won a Super Bowl. But there aren't many quarterbacks you can view as elite all-timers that haven't won anything or haven't gotten to a Super Bowl. You know, that's really kind of the drop-off there. You have guys that have won multiple Super Bowls, they're at the highest plane. Then you have a guy that's won one Super Bowl, like those guys are likely Hall of Famers and they're at one level. Then you have the guys that, you know, have had great success, haven't won a Super Bowl, but have gotten there. But then you have the guys that the guys that haven't gotten to a Super Bowl. I mean, tell me a big name quarterback, historically, Hall of Famer, who didn't go to a Super Bowl. I'll wait. That's really what it comes down to. Tell me the guy. And, and, and Lamar has achieved some 
unbelievable stuff. But the legacy stuff is not the MVPs. The legacy stuff is not even the records or not the runs or the throws or all that he's done for the city of Baltimore, you know, post Ray Lewis and taking the mantle and leading that franchise. None of that matters. Because no matter how good Ray Lewis's team's defense was in 2000, they won the Super Bowl. That's what cemented it. Right? So... What what's at stake here? Of all the guys with something to win, something to earn, something that changes their life forever this weekend. It's inarguable, and it doesn't actually even matter how he plays. Right, like Tom Brady a couple years ago when they went went to the Super Bowl for Tampa Bay, he played great in the first half. They made that made that unbelievable throw right before halftime, and the second half, whew, they just just try to stop turning over. Tommy he had three turnovers. Nobody mentions it. No, it was Aaron Rodgers couldn't score first three downs. They kick a field goal on fourth down. Then they try and get the ball back, and they don't. But no one mentions the fact that Brady was bad in the second half. Nobody. That's supposed to be clutch, winning time. You've been there. You've gotten us there. You've been. That was your 10th Super Bowl. Nine other times you've won the AFC Championship game. you got to play better. And he didn't. Nobody cares. You know why? Because at this point, it is just have one more point than the opponent and everything else goes away. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, we'll be get there. 
unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Um, I am a sports fan, okay? And one of the things that bothers me about my job, it's like the only, like probably like two or three things bother me about the job. Like, again, if you do the pros and cons list, the pros way outweigh the cons. So I'm not sitting here going like, oh, Gottlieb is complaining about a super good gig that he's on air for three hours a day. Like, I'm not. But of the things that bother me, it's I don't think you should ever be punished or uh, ridiculed with uh, at your heart. You're a sports fan. Whereas I do think there's room for that sort of maybe not ridicule, but understanding of who you are. Here's what I mean. And look, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do on a weekend. Okay. When you're not on air, you're allowed to do anything you want to do. But the people that I respect, the people that I listen to, the people that have really good points are the ones that actually watch the games. And they'll watch whatever, you know. Like you will get, and like Dan has pointed out with his updates and just how interesting it is that Novak Djokovic lost uh, earlier today in Australia in the semifinals. First time he's ever lost in the semifinals. He's dominated Australia, except obviously the year in which he didn't play because of the, the, the COVID vaccine thing. And like my thing is, if you're a sports fan, you watch that or you 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 understand all the ramifications there. And And here's another one. Did, did anybody else watch? And this is not shaming you if you didn't watch it. I know, Jay Stu, you didn't. Lorraine, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't. Dan Byer, may, oh, it's a maybe. Anybody else watch South Carolina LSU last night, the women's basketball game, like one versus two? Did you guys watch that? No, Only nobody. thing I saw is that the South Carolina coach was booed and she answered questions about him. Uh, well, she, it was more like, you know, she said something along the lines of what did the – uh, what, what were some of the things said to you by LSU fans? And she's like, and it, and it's Don Staley, and she's like, oh, I love them. They love me. They called me Boo. You know, like, but tearing out a Boo. It was a wild game, but man, I'm just telling you, like, the differences in the men's game and the women's game. You know, Kim Mulkey, she's always known for these like bright jackets, and then she had like a Coca-Cola logo on it, like clearly getting sponsored. That was weird. And then one of her assistants was wearing, I don't know if it was pleather or vi- like vinyl pants and like a fake fur, like shawl and high heels. Like, what is going it, it felt like a movie over on one end. And then like Don Staley's wearing like a sweatshirt and they're all in coaching gear. And it was, it was, it was nuts. It was not, it, there was nothing wrong with it. It was fun, exciting game. And the level of talent compared to when you're normally watching women's basketball, like those two teams have almost all the players. But it was a lot. There was a lot going on there. A lot going on there. Uh, I will not be giving you any women's basketball picks, but I will give you some picks from the men's side. All part of our 5 for 5. I want winners. Well, we got them. Touchdown! Five NFL. Five college. Five on three. One, two, three. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go five. All right, five for five. The Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a really, really good day because I'm going to make it a great weekend for you. That's 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 my goal. Great weekend for you here in uh, 
January of 2024. Um, all right, how about if we start tomorrow? Okay, we start tomorrow with just ranked teams. All right, we'll give you five picks, just ranked teams. Uh, let's start. Iowa State takes on Kansas. This is a tremendous rivalry. Kansas struggled on the road in Big 12 play. Lost to West Virginia last Saturday. They've lost to Central Florida on the road. Iowa State, great at home. Give me the Cyclones, minus three and a half at home to win and to cover. Win and to cover. Uh, Baylor's taking on TCU. Baylor's played all close games in the Big 12. TCU uh, just lost at home to Iowa State last Saturday. Came from behind and beat Oklahoma State, trailing by 17 points. But TCU, something's off with them. Uh, I like Baylor to win and Baylor to cover the five-and-a-half point line. Uh, Arizona just lost on the road to Arizona to, to uh, Oregon State. Now they get another shot uh, as they play up at Oregon. Uh, Oregon's been a bad road team, but a good home team. Oregon just beat Arizona State by 19 points, and they're a four-and-a-half point dog. I like Oregon. Something's off for this Arizona team. I like Oregon. Home dog, Barkin. Uh, give me the Wildcats. Uh, Rooksman's taking on Dayton. Dayton is ranked 16th in the country. They're very, very good. Uh, but Richmond's been kind of sneaky good and one of the hottest teams in the country as they've won their last 10 games. Last 10 games. Now, they've beaten up on Duquesne and Lula Chicago and Davidson. All close games, either overtime or two-point games on the road. Now you return home and you take on a Dayton team that's a lot more talented than the rest of your opponents, specifically in the A-10. Dayton, they too, they've won, I think, like 12 in a row. 12 in a row. Um, also beating Duquesne. Also beating Davidson. I like Duquesne, excuse me, I like Dayton to win and to cover. Two and a half point favorites on the road. Give me Dayton to take down the Spiders of Richmond. Last game, uh, Arkansas takes on Kentucky. Uh, when most of America last saw Arkansas, they were beating Duke at home 80-75. to 75. Since then, it's not just that they've lost. They lost at home to Auburn by 32 points, the worst loss ever in this building. Lost by 13 to, to South Carolina going back to last Saturday. And they take out a Kentucky team who's coming fresh off a loss of their own at South Carolina. Kentucky bounces back. They're a six-point favorite. Give me the Cats to take down the Hawks. That's the college picks. Let's go to the pros. Sunday we go in the National Football League. Let's pick the games, okay? Kansas City's taking on Baltimore. The line is three and a half for Baltimore. Kansas City, uh, the, the, the total is 44 and a half. And as you heard from Dan Beyer, supposed to be some rain in the forecast, right? So um, I think it's going to be over. I think it's going to be over. And let me give you my same game parlay via DraftKings. The download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Gottlieb. New customers bet five bucks, get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Gottlieb. Crown is yours. Uh, I'm, I like I like Baltimore and the over. Baltimore and the over in that game. In the San Francisco-Detroit game, um, I, I know this line's coming closer and closer. It might end up being six and a half. I like San Francisco more and more. Uh, Detroit's played one additional game. I didn't think they actually outplayed their opponent. I think Brock Purdy is less nervous in week two of, of him being the starting quarterback with the Niners this, this year. They're playing at home. Perfect conditions. 
I think conditions help him. Uh, I think Debo Samuel plays. I just think they got more talent than San Francisco. Uh, they, excuse me, than Detroit. Give me San Francisco and the under. San Francisco and the under. Those are the picks. Five on three. One, two, three. There it is. Five NFL. Let's go, five. Five college. Five for five with Doug Gottlieb. All right, you guys are up. Uh, let's find out who you got in the gambler. Everybody's got one pick. One pick to, to tell their buddies or even people that aren't their buddies about. Let's start with the Jay Stu team parlay. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> um, you know, you guys are going to have to race to the uh, the bet window for this one real fast. Um, at 3.30 Pacific time, Ohio's taking on Kent State. Um, I've been Kent tracking Reed, Kent Ohio. Wright, Kent State, that's what they say. Well, I've been tracking Ohio all year. Uh, I like them getting three points at Kent State. Just a quick memo for Kent State fans. Antonio Gates is not going to be walking uh, through that door tonight. And you need, uh, for the J2 team, probably you need two teams. So at 7 o'clock Pacific time, Cal is hosting Stanford. Um, this is basically a pick em, but I, I've been tracking Stanford, and they've been, they've been trending very positive. Stanford to Ohio, your Jays 2 team parlay tonight. You could thank me on Monday. Well, that one's interesting because Mark Madsen is the head coach of Cal. It's his first matchup against Stanford where he played and helped uh, Mike Montgomery's team get to a Final Four. Yeah, no, that's exactly why I was I was picking that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, love it. Dan Byer. All right. I'm going to go into the National Football League. I do believe that the rain that we could see in Baltimore will have an effect. And I believe that Kansas City, again, with Patrick Mahomes, not moving the football up and down the field, but just controlling the game in a way where Lamar Jackson doesn't have as many touches as you would think he would get. Give me the Chiefs to cover against Baltimore in the AFC Championship game. I said the Chiefs to cover in the AFC Championship game. Let's go. Chiefs, Chiefs to cover. Let's go to Lorraine. Yes. Um, well... I don't know. I'm really excited about all these games this weekend. And betting on one or saying one is... The, I don't know. I'm going to go with the 49ers this weekend, though. I know that for sure. Just money line? Just, yeah. Just go... Okay. That's what I Solid meant, right? Pick. Nothing wrong with that. You can do that. <laughs> is that because your current tech op rival on this show is Chris Perfett? And no. And you are trying to... Uh, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I can't just change it. I haven't voted for the Lions on a single game this year, so I can't change it up now. You only pick Cowboys games. Heck yeah, I did. That's true. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? By the way, I'm still crying. I think I think I think you got away thirty one dollars to win ten on the Niners. Does that make sense? Are they a minus three ten, or am I reading they're, this wrong? Well, they're a touchdown favorite. I don't know what the money line is. Okay, wow. I want to. I, I, I'm going to give you a pick on the weirdest NBA schedule ever. The weirdest NBA schedule ever. You ready for it? I think you know this one, Bayer. The Bucks are taking on the Cavs for the second time in three nights. Yeah. And at home. Not only that, but they've played, this will be their fifth game, and they've only played two games in that, uh, two different teams in those five games. They played the Cavs a week ago Wednesday. They were down 28-2 to, to start the game. 
Then they then they played the Pistons twice, both on the road. Now they play the Cavs twice at home. Is that the weirdest schedule we've ever heard of? Yeah, we're starting to see a lot more of these back to back games against teams came from the COVID schedule. But yeah, it's been a lot of Cavs, <laughs> Bucks, Cavs lately. Yeah. Now they dominated them uh, last time they played. After being dominated the, the previous time, and then so have Giannis question, in their forty-point loss, but right. that was also one of the maybe final straws of Adrian Griffin that broke the camel's back. Right? Cleveland's a five and a half point favorite. To, excuse me, the Bucks are a five and a half point favorite tonight. Um, I know they're they're enjoying playing for a new coach in Doc Rivers, but I think this one's going to be really close. You know, like if one's a blowout one way and one's a pretty handy blowout the other way, game three, especially in five games, is going to be a close game. So I'm going to take the Cavs to cover the five and a half point line. Cavs to cover the five and a half point line. Those, there it is. Those are the picks. Those are the picks for the, the, the gamble. Ready to say, you guys? No, no win. win. Hold them. What? Hold them. No, no win, win to fold them. Win to fold them. No, no win to walk away. No, no win, win to run. run. You better count your money. money. Oh, yeah. Sitting, Sitting at, at that table. table. There'll be time, time enough to count them. When the, when the deal is done. Wait, wait. Uh, Lorena, did you say there'll be time enough to count them? I think that's what it says, right? No, for counting. Yeah, counting. Counting them. Count them. <laughs> Judges? I kind of like count them better anyways. I do you too, know? But, but you can't make up your own words to a historic Kenny Rogers song. You know what one actually makes me mad is I say, you better count your money instead of yeah. you never count your money. <laughs> I always say that one wrong, and I'm like, that's the one I need to get right. That's the exact opposite, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Lorena, dealing with a little head cold here in uh, beautiful Madison, Wisconsin. Can you hear it over the air? No, no. Only when you uh, blow your nose, Doug. Did I blow my nose during a, during a segment, during the first segment? No. <laughs> my buddy Jeremy's listening. He's like, you sound sick. Now I'm just my usual nasally self. Uh, but no, I mean, like, as Jay Stu will tell you, I'm never sick. Ever sick. And I don't consider myself sick now. Like, this is not. And the good thing is, being on the road, don't have to come into studio, so I don't have to worry about getting anybody else sick. Yeah, that, we appreciate that, that. Well, I, you know. If nothing else, I care. That's I don't really care, but I can act like I care. That's that's the idea behind it. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, and we're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Uh, we got a big weekend upcoming, and Mark Dominic will help us give a sense of the, the games, the teams, the coaches, as he's a former general manager and head of scouting as well. We get his thoughts on some of the hires. One guy who may not be hired is Bill Belichick. And look, it appeared that he was going to Atlanta. Um, Now, all of a sudden, Atlanta moves on. They hire Raheem Morris. And I would guess, and this is more than a healthy guess, right? I've I've also seen and heard others comment on it, that Belichick, you know, he wanted to do it his way. And I, I do, on so many levels, understand that. You know, would it be really, really easy and maybe smart at this point in time in his career to go like, hey, man, I just want to coach ball. I don't need to worry about personnel. Just you guys set up the team. I'll show up and coach him. We'll win, et cetera, et cetera. But when you've done it one way and been more successful than anybody else who's done it ever, it's not just ego that comes with it. It's the uh, why would I change now? Why would it change now? Because we missed on a quarterback? Lots of people missed on quarterbacks. Lots of people missed on quarterbacks. So I actually understand it. Understand it really, really well. The other people are like, well, the ego of Belichick, just out of control. Probably. But you'd have a healthy ego, too, if you were more successful at something than anybody else who'd ever done it. It makes sense. And by the way, like, let's not put him in a position to succeed. And I also think, and this is a real thing, the, the reclamation of Bill Belichick can't be the reclamation project of a franchise. You know, if you want to rebuild, which is what Atlanta really wants to do, that takes time. Okay, that's going to take some hard knocks. You hire Bill Belichick, I think, you know, if you're, to me, if you're Dallas, if you're Buffalo, if you're a team that feels like they're close. Uh, honestly, if you were the L.A. Chargers, that would have made sense more because you feel like you're just a coach away from being competitive at the top of the league. And I think Atlanta's more than a coach away. All right, we'll, get to, we'll get the thoughts of a man who's done those hires, 
in the past. Yeah, go ahead, Jace, too. And, I mean, the, the Atlanta thing just didn't even seem right to me. I don't know about you guys, but that just wasn't a very interesting uh, combination, Belichick, with, with Falcons. And it seems like if he does want to wait a year, which it looks like he's going to have to, it seems like next year there are some, like, desirable jobs. If McCarthy's contract is up, if Eagles' job is, is up, I saw Schefter... Uh, say if Andy Reid retires, Belichick could be a fit there. So it seems like next year there might be some more substantive uh, job openings for a Bill Belichick fit. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, like, yes, there potentially could be. But also, you know, there potentially could be. And uh, the fa- the Atlanta thing didn't make sense to me. Here's why it made sense to me. Everybody thinks Arthur Blank, he just wants to write a check, and you guys go out and win games. So there would be no interference from your owner. And I think that was obviously a part where he was frustrated with the crafts and how it ended, whereas he felt like he was, you know, he was being micromanaged by people who didn't have the level of football acumen that he has. So that part of the partnership made sense. Nothing else made sense uh, about it. To me, nothing else made sense. Um, and then, you know, you look at two that are still open, maybe even three that are still open. You know, you just, when you feel like the Washington Commanders, they're going to hire Ben Johnson. Everyone says it. He's the offense coordinator of the Detroit Lions. And the only thing with Seattle is you thought it'd be Dan Quinn. There's no reason it hasn't been Dan Quinn already. But I would guess that if, if your team hasn't made a hire as of yet or isn't leaning towards or negotiating a hire, that that's because there is, in fact, a plan. You just can't execute that plan until said team loses or said team advances to the Super Bowl, and you have that two weeks off in between. Football fans, be sure to turn into Fox Sports Radio Saturday and Sunday morning. Three hours for kickoff. It's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. They walk you right up to kickoff on Saturdays and Sundays. Of course, no NFL games on Saturday this, this week. You can listen to Countdown to Kickoff weekend mornings beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays and 10 a.m. Eastern on Sundays right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Brad says, you definitely sound sick, Doug. Yeah, you do. I don't know what Lorena was talking about. Yeah, I don't really yeah. understand. Yeah, what's what's going on, Lorena? I just, uh, Lorena, the whole thing is, and Dan knows this, is honesty is our best policy. So you're not offending me if I, I sound sick. I've done nothing wrong to subject myself to this awful head cold. That's not an awful head cold. Well, now that you mentioned it, I did notice a little bit of a nasaliness to you. Well, I've always had a nasaliness. Like, look, I have a gigantic nose. You do. And um, likely a deviated septum. And I have a nasally voice that... Um, hey, you know, being sick sometimes works for me because I get that kind of smelly cat when when Phoebe was sick sort of yeah. thing, sort of bluesy kind of sound to me. But there's definitely a, a nasally aspect to it. Mark Dominic joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We mentioned 20 years, over 20 years in NFL front offices and in scouting. And, and uh, the guy who was you hired was the youngest head coach in the league at the time was Raheem Morris. Um, he circled back around and just got a, another job. In the same division yesterday, uh, what do you think of the likelihood of success for a guy you used to work with in Tampa? Well, I'm very happy he got another shot, Doug. I mean, we were hired about 15 years ago today. Uh, at that time, I was the youngest GM. He was the youngest head coach in the National Football League. And, you know, we learned a lot. Over five years, we had some success and some struggles. And I think for Coach Morris, uh, he's going to a place that knows him, having been in Atlanta. 
coaching on the offensive side of the ball, coaching Julio Jones and things like that. Uh, but familiar to Arthur Blank, uh, familiar to Rich McKay, and uh, familiar to the city and to the organization. And I think that was a lot of what Arthur Blank was looking for. And I'm excited for Coach Morris. I mean, he's learned. He's been around the, the league now. It's you know, it's been 12 years since he's been a head coach, but he's been you know positional coaches and coordinators with a lot of different things. What he did with the Rams this year in a very young unit was very impressive. So. You know, it's going to come down to the quarterback, Doug. You know how that works. Uh, but uh, certainly wish him a lot of success and very excited to watch how he does with Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I am too. Why do you think the Belichick thing didn't make? I, I've got to think it's probably the entire staff part. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe Bill uh, just, you know, maybe they weren't on board with, like, let's bring the gang back together type of mentality. Or... Uh, maybe Bill kind of looked at it and said, you know, this isn't the fit for me. Maybe there's a way that Bill Belichick walked away from it as well. I don't know. I certainly felt like it was heading that way, right? And so uh, my my gut instinct is uh, somebody got their their, uh, feet cold, um, and I I would think that Bill – was in the finals of this because I know that Arthur Blank was looking for somebody with name recognition. Yep. But I think the comfort with Raheem Morris, having been around him, knowing that, and I think the culture that I think Atlanta wanted in the city, I think the fit was better for Raheem, even though obviously Belichick's going to wear a gold jacket one day. Okay, that's it's really interesting because I, I agree with you. I think it all probably works, fits better with Raheem Morris than I do with Belichick. But I, I don't... People look at it and they want to take a negative thing of, well, Belichick, he just, you know, he doesn't think he's too good for this. Whatever, like, no, like, he's in his 70s. It's got to work for him. And so here's my, and he's not changing, right? Like, no one is 71 years old. It's like, you know, everything I've done and been more successful than everybody else, I'm going to do it differently this time. Um, but I, I would guess that his initial draw was that he thought, hey, you can kind of do whatever, you know, and you have an owner, and you know Arthur Blank is known as an owner who he just wants to write a check and he wants to cheer for a good football team, right? He doesn't want to be involved in the day-to-day. And I think right. those things intrigued him. And then when you kind of looked at it's a lot like going and looking at a house. First time you go through, you're like, man, I love this neighborhood. I like the setup. I like the yard. I like the schools. I'm in. Then you go back the second time you look at the house, you're like, hey, why is this thing for sale? What's that smell in the basement? This layout doesn't work for me, you know? And there's just something things, and... It's okay to go there and to, to for it not to fit and still potentially be successful. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's a division that's going to be open. And I think in that way also uh, Arthur Blank might be looking a lot longer term than just the next three to four years. But hopefully he's found his coach that's going to be there for a long time. Yeah. And with Belichick, you can't assume that he's going to be there for a long time. So that could have played into it as well. But, uh, you know, I think that's what's intriguing about the South. You know, Baker obviously had a really strong year. Derek Carr was up and down, but good. Bryce Young was very frustrated, and, and Ritter, you know, doesn't look like the future and kind of opens the door. But, you know, whoever figures out that quarterback spot first is going to have great control over a division. And, you know, as we saw, 9-8 and eight can get you a home field playoff game and maybe more. And that's something that's very achievable for any one of those teams, I think. And I think for Coach Morris, high draft choices, a good salary cap situation, uh, it makes sense. Okay, so help me out with this part. Um, now you have some other hires. Canales is hired like he's been a coordinator for one year. Like really young guy, smart, 42 years old, whatever, in Carolina. Um, what's the likelihood of that being successful? Yeah, so I think that's a very um, interesting hire. I think it's a, 
You know, I know that Coach – I think the combination there is, as you probably talked about, Dan Morgan's the general manager. Dan Morgan sure. obviously, you know, played, but also was a scout in Seattle when Canales was in Seattle. And I think that's where those two cross paths and have a familiarity with each other. And I think that's important, especially when you're going first-time ever GM, first-time head coach with very little – play calling, you know, repertoire. Look, everybody's going to get their shot the first time. Uh, no matter whether it's Bill Belichick or Sean McVay, you get your first shot. Uh, I think this is a tricky job. But, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of Alabama players. I think you know that, I, you know, I travel around the country at this time of year helping young men how to interview for the NFL. And I talked to a lot of Alabama players. To, to a man, each of them were, like, blown away that Bryce did not have success based off of what they knew about him as a person. And so it's going to be interesting to bring a different offensive mindset in there Somebody that's had great success with Baker Mayfield. Uh, but uh, I think it's an uphill battle uh, when you don't have the draft collateral and you may not have a lot of space. They've got to fix that offensive line. Uh, they've got some veterans in there. But uh, I think for Canales, it's a hold-your-breath hire. But I do think it's at least Morgan, the new GM, knows him and has seen him and certainly probably talked to Pete Carroll about him as well. Um, Jim Harbaugh is the Chargers head coach. I haven't found anybody who doesn't like the hire. Now, I'm a Charger fan, as you know. And so, you know, if, if Harbaugh can't establish a winning culture, who the hell can? Right? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I also know, like, look, it's times have changed. I think he's done a good job of at least not showing an, an ego uh, in college. And that's sometimes what, what's unsettling to college coaches and the pros, where they're so used to it being about them. And in the pros, it's not about them. Um but can you think of uh, some negatives with Jim Harbaugh being head coach of the Chargers? I really can't. I think, you know, the nice thing about him is he's got so much experience in the pros. Now he's got so much experience in college. He's going to bring in a lot of ammunition also in terms of recruiting, like all the recruiting he's done at Michigan. He's going to know so many of his kids in the pre-draft process that maybe he didn't even go to Michigan, that went to other schools. So he's going to be very helpful for the draft for the next three or four years, let alone be the culture changer that he is as a head coach. Sadly, I think I, I know Harbaugh's coaching style too well. We went out uh, when I was GM of the Bucks. Uh, I want to say it was 2010, and we went and shut the San Francisco 49ers out with Mike Singletary as the head coach. I think it was like 20 to nothing. They had not been shut out in the Bay Area for 20 years. So we're feeling pretty good. So then 2011 comes around. We go out to San Francisco. They decided to hire this guy named Jim Harbaugh as the head coach, and we got rolled. I mean, I was like, how did that happen? How did we just shut them out last year, and then this year we can't stop anything? He's that good about changing the culture, and I think it's big for Chargers ownership to step up like this and show that they're going to put uh, the money and the resources into a team that really feels like it's got a chance to compete with Kansas City. And now with Harbaugh, uh, I think that's real. Um Okay, let's pretend for a second. Okay, let's pretend for a second. It's Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic's our guest, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's pretend you're in Buffalo right now. So two years ago is the 13-second debacle. Last year, you don't even get to Kansas City. You lose. Obviously, the DeMar Hamlin thing, you know, kind of screwed up your rhythm, and you never got, got it right. And we still don't know in terms of home field advantage how it looked out. And this year, you lose at home a winnable game against the Chiefs team that Probably the least talented, at least offensively, the Chiefs have had and may have during Pat Mahomes' era in Kansas City. Uh, what do you do? What do you? Do? I, I put you complete autonomous control, Buffalo. What do you do? Yeah, I think I stay status quo. I mean, I know that's frustrating. Buffalo is playing as good as anybody down the stretch, 
and they ran into a game where Buffalo played a little bit more like Buffalo had during the early part of the season where they did things so they beat themselves. We talked about it last week, Doug. Uh, I said an important player that needed to play in that game was Terrell Bernard, and he did not. And that's a guy that's very athletic, makes plays all over the field, but he couldn't go. And I think that that's little things like that that were the difference. But I trust the process um, of what they've done and what they've been able to accomplish. I'm not looking to make wholesale changes. It's a good football team. It's still going to be a good football team. They're going to be a great football team next year. Just continue to add to the football team and, and, and know that there's a lot of frustration. And the Super Bowl is absolutely on everybody's mindset. Uh, it's disappointing that right now, you know, as we look at Josh Allen, that maybe it's more Dan Marino world where, you know, he gets one shot or really doesn't. We'll see. But, uh, you know, that gate called Mahomes is hard to get over. And sadly, the Buffalo Bills, I think, kind of toppled themselves this time, not not getting beat by Patrick, but, you know, beating themselves. Uh, let me ask you about Mahomes' opponent this weekend. Um, you know, I don't think – I, this is personal, personally, athlete's perspective, been around a long time. I don't think that once the game starts, the pressure of it all necessarily affects these guys. It does, it's just a football game, whatever. But there is the reality, too. Is Baltimore ever going to have a better shot with Lamar? Last year on the rookie deal, granted it's the fifth-year option, so it's more money. But that, that gives them, that's given them the ability to put this incredible group around him, right? Top five defense, and they went out. They could overspend on OBJ. They still have Mark Andrews. Like, even though they've had injuries in the backfield with Dobbins and others, they still, he has a really, really good roster. They're at home. They got an extra day off from last weekend. They got an extra week off from the bye, which really is two weeks off for some of their stars. So they're fresh. They're rested. They have no injury issues. And Kansas City comes in off an absolute war, um, and they're not this is not a great Kansas City roster. Like, is it ever going to be as there, set up for Lamar as it is this Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I feel the way you do, Doug. I think when you watch this game, you know, Baltimore took a little rust off their wing tips, but that's why they wanted to have the bye. That's why the rest of the guys get back in week 18, basically, as well. And, you know, they got themselves going and hummed all the way through the second half of that game. And they certainly look ready to go, and they look certainly very healthy. And I will say, last week we talked about Terrell Bernard and not being there for the linebackers for the Bills. Joe Sooney looks like he's unlikely to play. That is devastating news for Chiefs fans, and it will be devastating news for Patrick Mahomes because of what Justin Matabuke has been able to do inside as long as, as well as Jones. They've got some big guys, and they create havoc in there. And Joe Thune is the glue of the entire offensive line by far. And so I think that's going to be the big difference in this game is that it's going to be hard for Kansas City to run the football, and they're going to get pressure up the middle. And so, you know, Patrick's going to be scrambling a lot more than normal, and I think that's going to make it a long day for the Chiefs, even though it's kind of – Seems impossible to ever say you don't think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I just feel like you feel like this game's set up and teed up. And when Joe Thune went down, I said, geez, that is about as good of an injury as you could ask, sadly, in this game for the Baltimore Ravens based off of their strength of their football team. Uh, okay. The other game is San Francisco 49ers welcoming in the Detroit Lions. And I understand there's rust and you're a little tight. First big home playoff game this year. But there's also the, the kind of confirmation bias of, yeah, when – you know, and when they're not right, and when a quarterback's got to win it, I know he drove them down the field and they scored in a game-winning drive, but there are other times you're like, man, I don't know if this guy's good enough. Um, are they good enough at quarterback? Is Brock pretty good enough at quarterback to win this game? He is. I truly feel like it. I think it's more of Debo Samuel and can you contain Christian McCaffrey from having some of those big plays, those explosion plays. He still had one last week for his long run, but if you, you know, they did a pretty good job of containing him. 
This game feels very different to me. This game feels like it's either going to be a nail-biter and Detroit wins at the end, or the 49ers are humming and they win by 14 or more. I, I just I don't feel like it's Detroit's going to win by 14, and I don't think it's you know going to be a nail-biter and, and San Francisco holds on. So uh, it's just about explosion plays to me, as we always talk about. But I, I like Detroit in this game, and I can't believe I'm actually saying that from all the years of misery they've been through. Uh, Detroit just seems like a team that's really uh, physically strong, and I think that's exactly what you have to have to play a San Francisco's team. So uh, it's a tough one for me. I hate to say it. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Detroit, but uh, and maybe it's because it's just such a good, feel-good story that my mind's not really focused in the right way because you'd think San Francisco with the number one seed, the way they're supposed to handle this, they should. But I kind of like a Ravens-Lions Super Bowl, and uh, we'll see what happens. That's what's great about these games on Sunday. He's Mark Dominic. spent over 20 years in the National Football League front offices and scouting. former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He joins us every week and gives us unbelievable insight. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the games. We'll talk next week when we get two Super Bowl teams. Sounds perfect. Talk to you next week. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.